1: Well, well, Chandler, today is a very exciting day on Pop Apologist because we are deep diving on really, I think, one of the strongest Christian couples of our day, (laughs) Haley and Justin Bieber. Oh, I thought you were going (sighs) to, wow, I did not know we were going there, but wow, yes, you're exactly right. I thought we were going to talk about Joel Osteen and his wife. (laughs) <laughs> that's our that's our deep dive for patreon is <laughs> or the, the joel osteen deep dive everyone's been waiting for robin and phil mcgraw does mom still love joel osteen i don't know that's a great question you could ask her today if you wanted i'm pretty sure she had tickets to one of his you know sermons at one point i mean we went i went to one of his sermons let's be oh you did yes i went and i had like and concert tickets for, for like a band that's very same night and i was told that no we're going to joel osteen how was that? Were for you me? converted? Yeah. Ugh, I remember we just got in trouble because Nick and I were like pretending to be way too into it. And oh like, <laughs> like, we were like putting our hands up and like, you know, pretending to just like fully be converted, as you say. And mom yeah. was like, cut it out. Like, take this seriously that actually reminds me of a story of when mom do you remember when mom dragged me and you to Huey Lewis in the news okay I actually at the yeah, Orange County I do. Fair. I do and you ruined it for her <laughs> okay so mom told me like a week before like hey do you want to go to this concert the artist or the band the singer is called Huey Lewis in the news yeah and I said absolutely not like first of all I was in my the height of my teenage misanthropic phase. So I hated large gatherings. I hated seeing other people. Also, the only artist you cared about at that time was Damien Rice. And let's just say that there couldn't be a wider expanse between Damien Rice and Huey Lewis in the (laughs) news. I just honestly, like, I had a very limited appetite for frivolity and for Frivolity. Oh my gosh. Which, wh- I was very serious, and so I just found, I just had a general distaste for, first of all, the fair and all the people that go. Sure. And then Huey Lewis in the news and his ilk. Like, I actually didn't know much about him, but I just knew if mom liked his music, I probably wouldn't. I like Huey Lewis in the news. Like, it's it's good. I like, I like his stuff. I like what he puts out. Um, <laughs> I like those oldie bops. I mean, the reality is, is that there's just a time as a teenager when you don't want to like anything your parents like. Yeah, fair enough. Because... It's just, I think, a universal experience. Mom has great taste. I still was in that sweet spot where, I was, like, my mom was my best friend, and I liked everything yeah. she liked. Right. Well, anyway, so mom, of course, in true Deborah Bledsoe fashion, said, well, this attendance is compulsory. Um, there yeah. is no getting out of going to this concert you don't want to go to. Mm-hmm. And so she dragged me along, and the only way that I could entertain myself during this concert... Do you remember what I did, Chandler? I don't remember. Were you, were you pretending to be way too into it and... Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh (laughs) yeah. I kept going. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I fully ruined the concert experience for mom, which I do regret. Yeah. I mean, I've ruined a concert experience for mom probably in an even worse way. So I I wouldn't lose any sleep over this. I I've done worse than you. I just think the lesson is don't force your kids to go to concerts if you don't want to go to. That's really what it's. I couldn't agree more. I am entering this phase when thinking about my future children where I feel like I'm just going to like not let them do it or not pay for any fun experiences for them because kids, they're going to be brats about it. They're not going to appreciate right. it. Like I don't want to take my kids on any European vacations. No. I don't want to take my, I don't even want to pay for a plane ticket. That's not just to see family, you know, before the age of 18. I also just feel like. I don't want to hear the words coming out of my kid's mouth. Like, oh, the summer we were in Saint-Tropez. It's like, OK, fuck you, first of all. Go right. get a job. Yeah. You don't deserve to go to a beach club. No. You deserve no. to work at Del Taco. Like, right. I'm going to be the anti-Lisa Barlow. I'm not going to bequeath my kids' businesses. No. I'm going to make them get a job at the local gas station. My kids, I want them to feel like it's basically the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to I have... feel the same way. ...any fun experiences because we went to Israel as children. I went to Europe and I did not appreciate it. And now knowing how much money it costs to go to those places as an adult who has to pay for, you know, now their own experiences, right. I don't think my kids deserve it. I don't even know my kids yet, but I know they don't deserve it and they're going to be rude. I also just feel like, yeah, like family vacations where kids are bratty and ruining very expensive days that their parents have paid for like yes. I would not suffer that gladly no. and I just think that I want to I want to actually spare my children my reaction to their bratiness. yes and totally. again I just actually feel like the kids that turn out the best are the kids whose parents like deny them fun and make them work for things agreed and I also think that the kids who turn out the best are the kids whose parents, you know, led full and happy lives, you know, outside of just like with their kids. Without them. A hundred percent. I love that we, neither of us have children or have any children really on the true horizon yet, but we're already annoyed with them and we're already like denying them experiences. I already resent them. (laughs) Yes, we do. I actually think like Kagan and I were probably, if we ever get a, like a a nice home, we're actually going to have our, our kids rooms not renovated, but like de-renovated to be like less nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) exactly like I want them to feel like they live in like very primitive accommodations so that they can right. then see our bedroom and think okay wow if I work really hard I can live right. in this kind of luxury no literally because this now we're just fully on a tangent but like I remember coming home after college after living in like really yeah. bad apartments in college and coming back to like my bathroom that I had that has like crown molding and being yeah. just like whoa like <laughs> look at all these furnishings like look at all these like look at all this attention to detail and i just I what's honestly, this decorative tile doing here literally a backsplash never i remember literally looking at like the the decorative tile in our bathroom and being like this is amazing and i didn't appreciate right. it and so yeah i want to deny my kids basically anything and everything they're going to be like those kids in that one like famous photograph from the great depression the only thing my kids are gonna be able to count on from me is calories. That's all. <laughs> calories and love. That's it though. Yeah. Beyond totally. that, yeah. they better they better get to work. Yeah. Okay. I just I honestly am yeah, I already can't wait to make my kids' life I'm living hell. I just also it's very important to me that my kids work in the service industry. And I like literally, I don't even want to help them start a business or try to make money. I want them to know the misery of having to like scrape and serve for other people. And so that they can have that core humility. Cause I do think there's something like very distasteful to Mm -hmm. me about people who've never experienced that. Yes. Um, there can be such an arrogance if you've never had that experience. I'll go even a step further. When you say service industry, I want my kids, like, they have to work in a restaurant. They can't just work in retail or something else. Like, they can't have some cute job, you know? No, uh, exactly. They can't work at the Goop, like, Brentwood Mark store. No, no, no. They need to know the pain of, like, sweating through jeans and and wearing non-slip shoes. I think I'm actually going to put out a flyer to all the parents at my school at our kid's school and be like my child is available to clean your home so how <laughs> plotting my kids like humiliation fun it is it's actually like a great time I'm sure everyone who has kids listening to this is like really loving it just musings from the childless on you know how yeah. to be the best parent ever Exactly, exactly. Um, Well, Chandler, should we return to the topic at hand, which is the holy union of Justin and Haley Bieber? Yes, I think that their good Christian values would align with, you know, our musings on child rearing. Yeah, spare the rod, spoil the child. Idle hands are the devil's work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, we there's a lot of Christian philosophy informing our worldview, even yeah. if we're not necessarily totally converted by Joel Osteen at yeah. this point. <laughs> Wait, I actually have a funny story that's kind of relates to that. Last night we were playing a game, and we we're playing Code Names. Have you ever played Code Names before, Lauren? No. Well, it, it basically. This moment revealed some of my uh, my thoughts about Christianity, because the word I was trying to get my team to guess was angel, and the clue I gave was fictional. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Chandler. <laughs> and I didn't even think about it. But then as I gave the clue, Ben goes, oh, wow. And, and they actually did guess it. Ben goes, now we know where she stands on that. <laughs> now we know where she stands. So anyways, I revealed myself as not crazy Christian. Well, I think there's still time. The rest is still unwritten, Chandler. It's true. And maybe you'll be inspired by this story of love and devotion of two Christian young people finding their way to each other. Yeah. Please, I hope so. Regale me with it. Okay, so let's talk about Justin's upbringing, okay? So Justin was born in 1994 to 18-year-old parents Jeremy mm-hmm. Bieber and Patty Millette. Yep. Justin's parents dated from 1991 to 1994. So, from the time they were 15 to 18. Yeah. And Justin's father was actually in jail the night that Justin was born. Whoa. And he's been incarcerated multiple times throughout Justin's life. Ugh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Patty, Justin's mother, ha- was his primary caregiver. And apparently, she and Jeremy were not financially stable or emotionally prepared to raise their child when okay. she became pregnant at 18. Jeremy left for a year when Justin was three years old, and he was really raised by his mother and had weekends with his father here and there. I remember seeing young Justin Bieber, and a big part of his like child pop star texture was having a single mom. Yeah, and I think that Justin Bieber is a guy with a lot of demons mm-hmm. and maybe grew up in an environment without much stability. Yeah. And so the seeds of that will bear their unfortunate fruit later in, th- in the story. Okay. And, you know, Jeremy, Justin's father, has three other children with two other women. And he never could hold down much of a long-term career. And allegedly, Justin pays his father $50,000 a month and bought him an $850,000 home in, in Ontario in 2013. So this is a little commentary I have here. Okay. What do you think the maximum payments From like a very rich child to their parents would be. Because I think 50K a month is a little excessive. Um, When your child is Justin Bieber, I don't know if it is. Really? I I say go higher. I say 75. (laughs) No, 50K is a ton. I mean, how much could a mortgage be on an $850,000 house? Well, no, but he already bought him the house. Right, so so that's my point. There's no mortgage. What are these living expenses? Right, Um, right. And also- Hold on, how much is Patty getting? Because if he's getting that, and you know, he was in jail the night Justin was born, I hope Patty's is triple. I hope Patty is getting 500K a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She better be. It's unknown, it's off the record. Yeah. So, also, trigger warning you guys this episode is going to contain references to domestic violence, to sexual assault. Um, so, just proceed with caution yes but there have been reports that justin's father has had extremely troubled behavior including assaulting a 18 year old woman in the and kicking her in the face (gasps) he broke her teeth in 2002 and yeah and then he reportedly and this is probably you know some people are going to find this even worse he threw his puppy off a second story balcony after it bit his son in 2014 justin or another son I don't know if it bit Justin or not. I didn't gather that detail, but the thing that I did gather was that he literally threw his puppy off a balcony. The dog did survive, um, and let's just say Jeremy has many problems. Yeah, it's it's stunning and crazy that uh, as many syrupy, like, I don't know, child bops came from Justin, who had such a troubled, I don't know, parental whatever. I think a lot of art comes from a place of pain. And I think that, you know, music was something that was very cathartic for Justin. And obviously, he really does have such a God-given talent singing. But yeah, you can really see the seeds of all this trauma Mm -hmm. within Justin Bieber's actions and within his emotional journey. Um, Patty, his mother, had a difficult upbringing. Her father was an abusive alcoholic who later left the family. And her sister was killed in a car accident. So this is very dark. She was sexually abused by multiple family members friends when she was young and was raped at 15 (gasps) addicted to drugs attempted suicide and then became pregnant with justin at 17 oh my gosh yeah yeah pretty horrible horrible 22 she found christianity and has been celibate since that time she's currently 47 and is waiting until marriage um little interesting fact justin also kind of had a A born-again celibacy, Mm -hmm. born-again virginity story um, that I'll unpack in this episode. But yeah, Justin is extremely close with his mother Mm -hmm. and was very close with her growing up. She even wrote a book about their relationship. And there was a period of two years, though, when things did get very dark for Justin. And he didn't speak to his mom during that time. He has since said that he's really ashamed of that. But he was just in a very bad place. Okay, Is that when he was on his own bender? Yeah. And one thing that's of note is that Selena Gomez also has a similarly dark family history she was born to a teen mom and a mostly absent father her mom worked multiple jobs to keep food on the table and her grandparents were very involved um and so there was definitely some trauma bonding happening between justin and and selena and honestly you can see both of them really struggle with their mental health to this day i mean also being child stars like that will bond you absolutely absolutely because i don't think hailey bieber was a child star she kind of was just like the kid of like a prominent yeah, family. Yeah, she was like a famous kid, but like not, yeah, famous family more than a child star who was like, you know, commercialized from the get-go. Did Hailey Bieber even appear or do anything? Like, or was she kind of a I didn't know she existed until like three years ago until she was like Kendall Jenner's friend. Like, that's, I think, the first right, time exactly. I heard of Hailey Bieber. So she's an American model, Baldwin. aren't we all? We're all American models on Instagram. She's an American model, media personality, and socialite. So yeah, so Haley Bieber basically didn't have to, you know, she's done an actor. Yeah, and she didn't have to pimp herself out on the Disney Channel in order to gain fame. She was just born into a wealthy family, right? Which I guess bore some true fruits of stability for seriously, Hailey, which yeah. we will see later on. There's some fortitude there. I mean, quick aside: I read Jeanette McCurdy's um, "I'm Glad My Mom Died" memoir that i told you yeah. I was reading. I yeah. need to do a deep dive on it because it was so fascinating. She was a child star. Really? She was also raised Mormon. Her mom was like this very very dark character and anyone who is a child star, if you are okay now, like if you're a Hillary Death who's like seemingly okay, like my hats off to you because there's just no end to like how terrible life can be for a child star. Well, and I think that like, look at like a Kim Richards, you know, so look at Aaron Uh Carter. So Uh many child stars, just their lives are just ridden with substance abuse. So many mental health problems. Um, And I think really, as a society, we should not have child stars. I agree. It's just not worth it. Yeah, let's do away with them. I'd like to see a politician run on that platform that's something i could get absolutely behind. absolutely i would love to see ron DeSantis or joe biden <laughs> in the 24, 24 election be like i have watched real housewives of beverly hills <laughs> since the beginning and if we can all view the trajectory of kim richards uh-huh. we can understand right some of the evils in our current society that's the debate i want to hear about i mean talk about reach across the aisle like that could be a coalition you know that could save america absolutely. Let's unite as one country yeah. under God and fight the the evil of child stardom. Absolutely. Okay. Did you see the text message that Kagan sent me that I posted on Instagram about Clean Simple Eats? He said, SOS, we are out of the chocolate flavor of Clean Simple Eats, which by the way, I really didn't know that we could get it for free. So I've been paying full price and just ordering because I literally am a paying customer of this company. Clean Simple yeah, Eats, is the purveyor of the best protein powder on the planet. And can we just say, we've had some people get converted to the religion of Clean Symbol Eats, and they have messaged us saying, you were right. It is so delicious. It will make milk taste like chocolate milk. If you get the brownie batter, or, You know, I love to put Ugh. the vanilla in a fruit smoothie. You just, you can't go wrong. You can't mess it up either, I would say. You- it is so good. Someone texted me. They're like, does it have a weird aftertaste? I'm like, no, this is this Clean is- Simple Eats. It tastes like melted ice cream, just mixed in cold water. And it's made from clean, grass-fed, perfect ingredients. Mm-hmm. What yeah. more do you people want? What more do you want? This world? What more do you want? Yeah, I don't know. Clean everyone. Go try the vanilla, try the chocolate. Use our code Apologist for 10% off. We love the sponsor. I'll be drinking Clean Simple Eats on my deathbed. I hope so. All right, well, moving on from that, Chandler. So in 2008, Justin rises to sudden fame. So Justin was raised by his single mother in a small town, Ontario public housing, and he burst into fame at age 13. When Scooter Braun discovered his YouTube videos Mm -hmm. that his mom had posted, Braun brought him to Atlanta where he met with Usher and was given a totally new style and sound. Apparently, Justin worshipped these mentors, absorbed their vernacular, and was even singing about shorties before he even knew what the word meant. Full disclosure, I don't really know what the word shorties means. Yeah. um, Other than short people. But regardless, he was obviously loving, you know, being plucked from obscurity just a quick little you know moment for my childhood I remember I was having sleepover with some friends and they showed me some videos of this guy named Justin Bieber on YouTube and they said he's gonna blow up and they were like we, we don't want to like him when he's famous or like we we're gonna be so sad when he's famous when everyone knows about him sure enough it was Justin Bieber you know Justin Bieber was really of your time and not my time yeah so did you ever have the Bieber fever yeah yeah I mean when the song one less lonely girl came out woof man really okay yeah. so he was he's a full six overtaken no he's i guess he's four years younger than me but i don't know i just i didn't get into him until now yeah. um but watching those youtube videos of him singing he is just an incredible talent and i yeah. don't think that is news to anyone no thank you lauren for another stunning hot take <laughs> Okay, so there's not much known about Haley Bieber, but formerly known as Haley Baldwin's life pre Justin, because uh-huh. again, she wasn't in the spotlight really. She was born in 1996 and grew up in suburban New York. She was homeschooled, she was a dancer, a ballerina. Her father is Stephen Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's brother, mm-hmm. and her mom is a Portuguese model and graphic designer. Um, wow. Haley attended the American Ballet Theater and previously danced for the Miami City Ballet before suffering a foot injury she began modeling in 2014 okay so haley says that she has never touched a drug in part due to her genetic predisposition to addiction her dad previously has struggled with a severe cocaine addiction before she was born yep wow all right so so now that we have the background of these two you know justin really growing up With a lot of struggles, a lot of instability, and Mm -hmm. Haley growing up as a dancer, just in this prominent family, seems like with a lot of stability and love around her. Yeah. Um, We're going to move to 2009 when the two meet. So Haley's dad brought her to the Today Show. And Haley was just 12 years old and basically didn't want to be there. And it was kind of like a function her dad brought her to. Okay. Um, it seemed like like it was just early in the morning and she just didn't care. And okay. what Justin says about this is he says at the time, you know, girls her age were super excited to meet Justin Bieber. Right. And she right. like barely would look at me. Like he said, her eyes were half closed. Wow. when She shook his hand and there's video of this counter and it's just <laughs> so funny. She's just so Hilarious. apathetic. That's so funny. Yeah. Haley's dad, Stephen, was friends with Justin's mom, Patty, and both of them are born-again Christians. Okay. Haley has tried to play things cool in the media about her, you know, early impressions of Justin. Yeah. But there's definitely evidence that Haley was a big Justin Bieber fan before they dated. So in some now-deleted tweets from 2011, mm. Haley tweeted things like, I don't care what anyone says, but Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez together is the definition of a teenage dream. Work. Oh, cute. That's so cute. And then she also tweeted, I'm for sure 100% team Jelena. (laughs) And then she tweeted at Selena Gomez, can we just talk about your dark hair for a second? Hashtag, it looks really good. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wait, that is so pure. I know. It's really, it's really, really darling. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But just let's remember, she's 12. He's like 15. I think he's three years older than her. So he's like 15 at the time. Um, So obviously they just met at the day show. And then fast forward like four years to 2013 and 2014. And Justin really goes through his dark phase. He's abusing drugs and alcohol and he's very promiscuous. Mm -hmm. And on January 23rd in 2014, 19-year-old Justin Bieber was arrested on suspicion of drunk driving, drag racing, driving without a valid license, and he resisted arrest after police pulled him over on a residential street in Miami. His drug tests later were positive for Xanax and marijuana in his system, even though his alcohol level was under the legal limit. Um, A video of the pop star was taken at the the police station showing him taking a sobriety test and doing push-ups in his mugshot he is grinning ear to ear in an orange jumpsuit okay and I'm gonna play a little clip for you of Justin talking about this period and talking about how a support network of really strong Christians helped him turn his life around okay
2: the you of then was on a path of self-destruction do you feel that you were on a you were self-destructing oh for sure yeah I would have for sure 100% yeah 100%. 100%. It would have been, it would have been no bono. It was bad. It would have been, yeah. I don't know if I'd be alive for sure. It was dark. Really dark. So I'm very, very grateful to have influences in my life that have played a huge part in me seeing their relationship with Jesus and their relationship with their wives and their relationship with their kids and saying that's what I want.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And... Um, Striving after that.
1: Um, When things got dark, Justin found Jesus, which led him to be ready for his relationship with Haley. This is just something I'm going to say. I do think religious men make the best husbands, particularly born-again Christian men. Um, at okay. least with the way they talk about marriage and their devotion. Yeah, I think seemingly so. I'm sure there are like lots of great religious husbands. I just think that the same problems exist you know, in religious marriages that exist everywhere else. And sometimes... I was just being tongue-in-cheek. okay. Obviously, there's (laughs) some religious toxicity. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's a lot of toxic stuff that can come from from a lot of different uh, cultures and belief systems. But there's just something about the way, like, very religious and Christian men talk about marriage that I'm not going to lie. It turns me on a little. Totally. I know it does. Same here. Um, Okay. So... In 2014, Justin and Haley are spotted standing next to each other, also with Kendall Jenner, at Hillsong Church Services in New York. Haley later told Vogue that their friendship really blossomed while reconnecting at church. Mm. She said one day Justin walked into Hillsong and was like, hey, you got older. And I was like, hey, what's up? Over time, he became my best friend. I was running around with him as his homie, but we weren't hanging out romantically. Wow. Wow. In December 2014, there were rumors that they were dating, which they both denied. They also celebrated New Year's Eve together, though. So... In December 2015, Haley went on a highly publicized trip with Justin, his father, and his half siblings to Tulum, Mexico. This was just a few weeks after Justin was serenading his on and off girlfriend, Selena Gomez, at a hotel in Beverly Hills. Mm. Justin performed at Leonardo DiCaprio's New Year's Eve party in St. Bart's and he posted a photo of him and Haley kissing. Yeah. So let's hear Haley talk about a cute story from when her and Justin were dating in the early days. Okay.
0: Um, so I moved out, but I, I lived with my older sister ter- until I turned uh, 18. But something that I vividly remember about moving into the city and having my first apartment was um, I was out to dinner one night with Justin, yeah. and he was like, So, you got your own place? How's it been? Like, you got all your furniture, you have everything you need. And I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. I love it. You know, I have a couch. It's great. I have dishes.
1: <laughs> I have it's food. a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like
0: everything is such Our a spoons. big deal. And uh, he's like, well, that's amazing. Like, is there anything you don't have yet? Is there anything like you're missing? And I'm like, yeah, I don't have a TV yet, but it's like I'm gonna get one. It's like not a big deal. And he's like, okay, okay, cool. And then he was driving me home, and on the way, he was like, I can't do this. We gotta go to Best Buy. <laughs> <sighs> So he took me to Best Buy on the way home, and I was, like, mortified because I'm like, you're not about to buy me a TV. And he bought me a TV. Oh. <laughs> you <know>. Wait till- <laughs> He carried it up. He carried it upstairs himself. He unboxed it, did the whole thing.
2: It was See, really
0: that's cute. That's what I'm talking about. Justin, you're a good
1: man. You're a gentleman. No. I mean, it just reminds me of when I bought you an air conditioner. Honestly, some of us, gifts are our love language. Totally. That's pretty cute. have to make this a sweet moment about yeah, that. Yeah, once again, me. back to Lauren um, and your generosity. Thank you, Lauren. No, I just thought that was a cute story. No, that is um, cute. So in 2016, they start out the year dating and have sweet things to say about each other, but they specify that they're not exclusive. And Justin's very intentional about not being exclusive with Haley yet. In a GQ interview in March 2016, he says, is someone I really love. We spend a lot of time together. But he says that he already has a lot to commit to and that adding a girlfriend to that mix feels like a recipe for disaster. He says that I know that in the past I've hurt people and said things that I didn't mean to make them happy in the moment. So now I'm just so much more looking at the future, making sure I'm not damaging them. He says, what if Haley ends up being the girl I'm going to marry, right? If I push into anything, if I damage her, then it's always going to be damaged. It's really hard to fix wounds like that. It's so hard. I just don't want to hurt her. Wow, that's a very mature statement from young Justin Bieber. I think also, you know, what's going on in the background and and what's being unsaid right now is the whole Selena Gomez drama and how volatile that relationship kind of was. I just think that they were like off and on, off and on, and yeah, that the fans were really insane about them being off and on. And I think she was really Mm -hmm. hurt by him, you know, being hot and cold or when they would break up. I mean, she wrote like a few like breakup sad songs about him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, clearly there was damage done there to her. And I think that relationship was not good for her. Yeah. And clearly they were Justin and Selena had a lot of maybe unresolved feelings. They weren't totally over. Yeah. Because in 2016, after that quote, Haley and Justin do break up and Justin and Selena are back on. So this is what Haley told Vogue. Haley said negative things happened that we still need to talk about and work through. Fizzled would not be the right word to describe our split. It was m- more like a very dramatic excommunication. There was a period where if I walked into a room, he would walk out. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So in 2017, Justin and Selena are back on. He also briefly dates Sophia Ritchie. Yes, I remember this. Yeah. And Haley goes to and dates Sean Mendes simultaneously mm-hmm. while he's off with Sophia and with Selena, respectively. But Chandler, somehow, maybe it was just a little invisible string, but Justin and Haley find their way back to each other. Okay. So in June 2018, they reunite at a church conference in Miami. Wow. Let's not underestimate the power of church conferences to bring us together with the people we love. So they, they reunited the church conference and then they also hit up live nightclub in Miami. Okay, classic. This is what, yeah, this is what Haley tells Vogue about their reconciliation. She says, the common denominator, I promise you, is always church. By then we were past the drama. I just gave him a hug. By the end of the conference, he was like, we're not going to be friends. And I was like, we're not. Mm. So the romance was back on. Oh, like we're not going to be friends as in like we're not just going to be friends.
0: Yeah, exactly. Got it. Like he said it in a hot way. Okay, got got it, got it.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just something like I just I don't I don't know. It's like a personal thing. There's just something very endearing about a strong Christian woman <laughs> that Haley is. Yeah, and her being like, I promise to you, the common denominator of our relationship is God is church. I just I find that to be very appealing. Yeah, and you know I think I think in a world where a lot of celebrities seem to be kind of aimless and you know lost with their purpose in the world it is nice to see celebrities who are very grounded in, you know in real life faith yeah absolutely absolutely and it's clear that you know that faith has provided the bedrock of stability for their relationship yeah so they reconnect in june of 2018 and this is when justin is more than a year into his self-imposed tenure of celibacy is a born again virgin and mm-hmm. He says that he had a legitimate problem with sex and it was his remaining vice. Interesting. Yeah. And it was an addiction that made it not even provide him any pleasure. And he said that not having sex was a way for him to feel closer to God. Okay. So this is what he says. He says that God, this is Justin's word, doesn't ask us not to have sex for him because he wants rules and stuff. He's like, I'm trying to protect you from hurt and from pain. I think, I guess... I, I don't know if this is God or Justin, <laughs> if Justin's not giving his opinion, but he then he, Justin says, I think sex can cause a lot of pain. Some people have sex because they don't feel good, because they lack self-worth. Women do that and guys do that. I want to rededicate myself to God in that way because I really felt it was better for the condition of my soul. And I believe that God blessed me with Haley as a result. There are perks. You get rewarded for good behavior. It's true. So, Regardless, though, of being blessed with Haley in his life for his born again virginity, right. it's kind of like that thing in church where, like, every time you offer to say the prayer, your wife or husband gets hotter. Kind of like that thing. Yeah, it is kind of like that thing. <laughs> it's just a little bit of like uh i I don't know, a kind of uh, repugnant and dubious claim to make. It's like, yeah, the more virgin you are, like, the hotter your husband gets or wife. Yeah, exactly. But it didn't matter how hot Haley was because Justin was still nervous to commit. So we're going to hear Justin, in his own words, describe that and how he was okay. he was nervous to propose to her. Now, when you
0: proposed to her, were you, were you really super nervous? Did you know what you were going to say? Was it like a romantic <sighs> gesture?
2: Yeah, I, I was extremely nervous. Um, I felt like in the past we had talked about, you know, me asking the question and I felt like she would say yes. So I wasn't really nervous about the saying yes, but I think it's just like, it's a. I think I was more nervous about, am I gonna make this commitment? Am I able to make this commitment as a man and be able to honor, you know, what I say, you know, because that's a serious commitment when you say you're gonna love someone for better or for worse and like, be faithful, that's a huge, am I able to do that? And so I think that was really what I was battling with. And I finally was like, you know what, I'm gonna make the decision and follow through with it. Be a husband. And, you know, this is what I've always wanted. I'm going to just choose this woman and, and 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 just do it.
0: And commit to it. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. Um,
1: Crowd goes wild for that I mean, one. I'm clapping. I'm clapping, too. I'm clapping. I'm clapping. I mean, he seems like someone who, who went through a lot and, you know, came out a lot more mature. He seems like a pretty mature guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, compared to the long-haired... One less lonely girl, Bieber. You know, he's a man now. Well done, Bieber. Absolutely. And Chandler, one thing I just want to make sure everyone realizes is that in June of 2018, Justin and Haley reunite at that church conference and hit up the Miami nightclub. And only a month later, Justin proposes. What? So it was a pretty quick reckoning, I guess. Wow. Wow. So Justin proposes, and then he puts out an Instagram post, and this is his caption. He says, was going to wait a while to say anything, but word travels fast. Listen, plain and simple. Haley, I am so in love with everything about you. So committed to spending my life to getting to know every single part of you, loving you patiently and kindly. I promise to lead our family with honor, integrity, Whoa. letting Jesus through his Holy Spirit guide us in everything we do and every decision we make. My heart is completely and fully yours, and I will Will always put you first. You are the love of my life, Haley Baldwin, and I wouldn't want to spend it with anybody else. You make me so much better, and we compliment each other so well. Can't wait for the best season of life yet. It's funny because now with you, everything seems to make sense. The things I am most excited for is that my little brother and sister. This is a very very long. Yeah, I was going to say we're still in the Lots. caption. Wow. the the thing i'm most excited for is that my little brother and sister get to see another healthy stable marriage and look for the same god's timing really is literally perfect we got engaged on the seventh day of the seventh month the number seven is the number of spiritual perfection it's true google it isn't that nuts by the way i I didn't plan that anyways we're getting into britney spears territory fyi (laughs) with this caption (laughs) i know. I also love i was like google it okay now he's responding to the fact he googled it isn't that nuts isn't that nuts by the way i didn't plan that anyways my goodness does feel good to have our future secured we're gonna be better at 70 baby here we go he who finds a wife oh, finds a good thing and obtains a favor from the lord this is the year of favor <laughs> wow <laughs> wow i mean you know there's the brad falchuk's Of you know, Instagram caption writing and then there's the Justin Bieber's. Pick your fighter. I'm gonna read everyone Kagan's Instagram caption for for when he proposed to me. He actually doesn't post on Instagram since this time. Okay. His caption is all the algos said bye for the smartest, prettiest girl in the world. (laughs) Um let's say. Still pretty cute. Not quite as exuberant. (laughs) Still pretty cute though. All right, you guys, a quick announcement. We are running in March a $500 shopping spree giveaway. Very exciting. And to enter, all you have to do is recommend the podcast on your Instagram stories, tag us and include a link for your followers to easily tap and listen to your favorite mm-hmm. episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We ask that you only do this if you would actually share the pod, you know, with your friends on your story. You know, this is this is a giveaway um, of authenticity, if you will. Um, <laughs> we also ask in that same spirit that you don't <laughs> mention that it's a giveaway. Exactly. Please share the pod, share it on your stories, get the word out, spread the good word of Pop Apologist, make sure to tag us we'll see it we'll respond that you're entered and then we're going to pick one person at random and they'll win five hundred dollars to go to town with so enter this month in march you guys shopping spree giveaway all right chandler so in september of 2018 just a few months after he proposes they move in together um she moves into his toronto home and vogue also reports that they go into couples therapy to adjust to living together This, I don't know if many people know, but Justin and Haley actually got married in a civil ceremony in the lower Manhattan courthouse. Some speculated that they got legally married first because she was pregnant, but that rumor is false. Justin admitted that their desire to have sex was one of the reasons they sped to the courthouse. So I think a lot of our Provo listeners can relate but it was not the only reason. He says, when I saw her last June, I just forgot how much I loved her and how much I missed her and how much positive impact she had made in my life. And I was like, holy cow, this is what I've been looking for. So they got married just, you know, a couple months after they got engaged and they really only rekindled for a month before getting engaged. So this was a whirlwind to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And one of the things that is really becomes clear is that their marriage at the beginning was really hard. Justin thought that the stability and constancy of Haley's personality would provide him with a sort of peace that would, you know, remove his demons, but that didn't actually happen in that way. It wasn't that easy. And so he had to do all that work still, that work was still left for him to do. So in February, 2019, Haley said in an interview with Vogue, she said, the thing is marriage is very hard. That is the sentence you should lead with. It's really effing hard. Haley said that the first few weeks of marriage felt lonely and that figuring out how to effectively communicate had been very challenging. Haley said that she was prayerful about making the decision to get married. I prayed to feel peace about the decision and that's where I landed. I love him very much. I have loved him for a long time. Um, Justin talks about his emotional breakdown at the beginning of their marriage. He said it's a journey. I remember when I first got married, I had a little bit of an emotional breakdown because I thought marriage was going to fix all my problems and it didn't. It just kind of was a reflection of like, man, you're a bit of a hypocrite. You want your wife to do something that you're not doing and it's hard. Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and to realize, man, maybe you're not the person you necessarily want to be. And that's just a result of trauma and life circumstances. So Justin is clearly in the thick of still dealing with his demons. Yeah. Yep. He also has a really difficult time trusting people. He feels like most people are using him and don't really care for him or writers are just trying to get information out of him and they use it against him. Mm -hmm. And he had a really difficult time learning to trust Haley. Um. Also, Justin and Haley are very different. Haley is described by Vogue as the id to Justin's ego. She is a careful and deliberate person, rational to a fault. Yeah. And friends describe her as secure, steady, and strong, whereas Justin's friends describe him as soft, sensitive, and all heart ruled by his emotions so intense that he often had to numb them with drugs and not to risk hurting people with them um, and damaging his meaningful Got relationships. It. And so this is what Justin says. He says, I'm the emotionally unstable one. I struggle with finding peace. I just feel like I care so much. and I want things to be so good and I want people to like me. Haley's very Mm -hmm. logical and structured, which I need. I've always wanted security with my dad being gone sometimes when I was a kid, with being on the road, with the lifestyle I live, everything is uncertain. I need one thing that's certain and that is my baby boo. Wow. So I think obviously this is kind of a, I, I think it's a classic story of people who do get married Early on yeah. without having lived together first. And while they do have that whirlwind excitement, they also have to get to know each other while already committed and married. Exactly, And I think there's probably something like very scary about that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So... In September 30th, 2019, they actually have their wedding, which we've all seen all the photos of. Of course. So they have a big celebration with 150 people in South Carolina. And for people of their level of fame and wealth, that's actually a pretty small wedding. Yeah. Haley's veil is embroidered with Till Death Do Us Part. Um, so this is a clip of Haley talking about her favorite part of that wedding. First
0: of all, my wedding was the best day of my life. It was, I felt like it was. The second best day of my life. Well. <laughs> it was so beautiful and it was so fun. You know, there was like a couple little mishaps, you know, like the thing broke. The cue broke in the middle of the ceremony. The cue broke. I just turned around, my it one broke, of my friends, Cammy, was on the floor and she's just like, I'm so cool. There was like little mishaps like that. That were just funny, like, I, I wasn't the type of bride where I was like, "No, I can't believe the pew broke, and, like, things didn't go perfect because I think that imperfections are what make things beautiful. So. Yeah. There were so many good moments, you know, like, the night before all the boys had this raging water gun fight. Yep. Like, that was a hilarious moment that was so funny. Okay. I think my favorite moment from the ceremony was doing communion together in front of everyone. Yeah, I think that, that, that was, was, was really powerful. Was doing experience. what in front of each I other? that was cool, too, about-
1: communion a
0: year after we were actually married and we had gone through so much together in that year that it felt so the timing was so perfect and it was so right and we were so in the right headspace emotionally and physically and mentally
1: so it seems like by the time they actually had that wedding ceremony, they were much more stable and committed to each other. Um, and ever since then, they have maintained their passion and their ardor and their stability. Yep. They even got matching peach tattoos, Chandler, in March of
2: 2021. Wow, that's cute. I know.
1: Honestly, I have I can relate to this because I definitely feel like when Kagan and I got engaged we were so like we were just like kids almost looking back mm. and I almost feel like we have grown so much in the two and a half years since we got engaged yeah. into our wedding next week and there's just something really special about that yeah so I can really yeah um in February 2022 Haley says that she's still not ready for kids but maybe in a few years and then a month later she has her mini stroke So, Haley was hospitalized, yeah, for a mini stroke and was later diagnosed with PFO, a small hole in her heart. And this is what Justin had to say about the harrowing event. He said, Obviously, you guys know or probably have seen the news about my wife. She's okay. She's good. It's been scary, you know, it's been really scary, but I know for a fact that God has her in the palm of his hands. Um, And overall, you know, the public sentiment about Justin Haley has been good, even though there's a group of crazy Jelena fans who yeah. still want to tear them down and to see them get back together. Uh, but you know what? This couple will not be roughed asunder because they stand strong in their commitment to God and their Christian faith mm-hmm. and their marriage to each other. So let's listen to a clip about, about faith really being the number one thing in their relationship. Okay.
0: They ask me all the time, they're like, oh, what would you say is like the biggest thing in your relationship and you guys are really happy. And I'm like, it's our faith. It's what we believe yeah. in. If we didn't have that, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't even be together.
1: So in spite of that channel though, I will tell you that Justin doesn't consider himself to be religious. So this is a, one of his quotes. He says, this confuses people a lot because they're like, well, you go to church. And he says, but I, I believe in the story of Jesus. And that's the simplicity of what I believe. I don't believe in the religious elitism and pretentiousness. Like people are better than you because they go to church. Like you have to go to church and dress a certain way. I get sensitive when religion comes up because it's been so hurtful to a lot of people. I don't want to be thought of as someone who stands for any of the injustice that religion has done and does do. So Mm. that's a pretty thoughtful approach. Um, And I think that's that's a pretty thoughtful approach to his religion. And clearly this is a very grounded couple, especially in Hollywood. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they seem pretty real with each other. I think, you know, they seem like two people who were really young when they fell in love. I'll be honest, they don't necessarily have the seasoned love of perhaps a, you know, Tim and Faith Hill. But, you know, I, I think that their love is real. And I really hope that they continue to have a great marriage and I'm here for it. You know, I have nothing really negative to say about them other than I'm a little jealous because they're both so hot. Yeah. I mean, I think that looking at all these couples, right, all the starlet couples, you know, look at a Kylie Jenner, look at a Kendall, look at... Basically, all of them, all of them are playing the field, having fun, right. and to see a couple kind of follow a very traditional life path and be very yeah. committed to the idea of being a wife and a husband and of having kids and a family. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to put on my Serena Joey hat and say I think that is great for young people to have as an example. I think, yeah, I think their heads are in the right place. Here's what else I'm going to say. You know, all of this makes me feel, frankly, kind of annoyed with Kendall Jenner because... I just think you have the Haley Biebers who honestly have a lot to offer and who share a lot with the world in terms of like, you know, what they think and, you know, their outlook. And I just feel like Kendall Jenner continues to give us nothing. And I just don't think she's all that deeply feeling of a person. Yeah, there's just, like, not very much substance and, or a soul. lot of these there's, other celebrities. Yes. There's no soul. Like, you would never hear about the soulfulness of, like, Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner's relationship, which I think is actually no. now concluded. Um, right. But there's no soulfulness right. to it. And I think there's some soulfulness to their relationship, which, you know, and, and I think that's because of their religion or whatever. And I'm here for it. I like a soulful relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and there's there's true depth and there's a commitment to something bigger than themselves yes, yes. and their own pleasure. Yeah. And I think that that is just really important, especially for young people yeah. um, to have as an example when really it's just a bunch of godless, oh, just a bunch of godless vanity otherwise wow. in popular culture. We honestly are going full girl defined right now. I literally am like not religious at all and completely agnostic, <laughs> but I'm like these godless heathens. <laughs> How did our culture go so wrong? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Amen. Amen to all of it. I agree, Lauren. Thank you. Amen. All right. Well, with that said, I just want to leave that and no, I'm just kidding. Um, I just want to say thank you all so much for listening yes. to this episode. Truly. Please. Share Pop Apologist. If you love the podcast, please share it with your friends. Send the link of the episode in your group chat. Put it on your Instagram stories. Help us grow this podcast. We really need your help. So please, thank you. Love you. Love you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks.